Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. There are certain massage moves and like you said, you know, yoga exercise moves. I obviously have a clinic and I have some technology and I love a bit of technology in combination with the holistic. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hi guys, how are you doing today? I have a really lovely guest who I have wanted on the podcast ever since I started the Face Yoga Expert podcast back in January and we finally managed to make it work and I am beyond excited to have Abigail James on the podcast. So many of you may already know Abigail James. She is one of the most well-respected skincare and well-being experts in the UK. She's very much globally recognized. She has a really great YouTube channel, a really great Instagram page, an amazing blog. And she's called upon by so many different brands for her extensive knowledge. She has respected skills, huge amounts of training behind her. She does very legendary facial massages and she does lots of very bespoke treatments. And she's known for doing some of the very best facials in London. She works a lot with celebrities and she's very good at sharing tips and techniques online for free with all of us about how we can work with our skin and feel better on the inside. So Abigail and I first start by chatting a little bit about how we both got into the industry. So she talks about her story, but I also give little nuggets of information about how I got started too. We talk about a couple of her sort of favourite products and then we talk about the neck area. So I mentioned to her how the turkey neck area tends to be one of the main questions that I get asked when it comes to the skin and when it comes to face yoga. So I talk about what I think needs to be done for that area, but she also talks about treatments that she gives for that area and a few of her tips too. There's also lots of wellness advice as there always is in the Face Yoga Expo podcast. So it's a great episode. I really hope you enjoy it. And by the way, if you do want more videos on that neck area, you can obviously find these anywhere that I offer my face yoga. So from my book to my audio book to my 10 day course, you can also check out my YouTube channel. So if you go to The Face Yoga Expert on YouTube, make sure you click the subscribe button and you'll get notified every time I post a new video. And there's loads of ones there 
there about how to tone the neck area. So if you are tuning into this episode with a particular interest in the neck, whether it be the turkey neck area or the double chin area, then definitely check out my YouTube channel. So let's get in to this week's podcast with the wonderful and very talented Abigail James. Hi, Abigail, and a warm welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm really excited to be here too. And I've got so many questions for you. I would say the one that I want to really start with is just knowing when you first got into skincare, where did you start with that passion for skin and that passion for wellness as well? Interesting question, actually, because it was uh, there wasn't like a, you know, a light bulb moment. I was originally in the food industry and that was my family's business. So we were brought up around healthy food. We had chickens and cows and we had llamas and monkeys and crazy stuff as well. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, my grandparents kept bees. So actually the well-being side of things was ingrained slightly in me. I experienced anxiety in bits and pieces as a teenager. And my father sent me off to an acupuncturist and a hypnotherapist. So even though he's got his feet firmly on the ground, I didn't realise actually how holistically minded he he was with, with all of that. So that was kind of, I suppose, the slightly well-being side of it. But I, I retrained as a beauty therapist in my early 20s after I had my daughter, who is now 21. And I actually had postnatal depression quite badly. It was quite severe. I needed to do something and something that I really enjoyed. I had a friend at the time who was a beauty therapist and she was coming around occasionally, A, to catch up and chat, but B, she'd paint my nails or, you know, give me a bit of a facial or something. And I just thought I really loved what she does. I I want to see if I can do that. So that's where that journey started. So I, I started at night school, two nights a week for two years wow. to get my NVQ2. And then by that point, I'd got two young children, tiny children. I then went back to college uh, full time for a year to get my NVQ3. And then since then, I mean, you might be the same, that you learn something and you think, I still don't know enough. <laughs> I need to know more. So I would just continue throughout my career of juggling kids and working part time, do other courses, whether it was a weekend course or something more substantial and just kept learning, really. That sounded like a, a really long winded answer. I apologize. No, I love that answer. That's amazing. And then how did you go from that initial training to where you are now? Because what you do now is amazing. I mean, you give the most wonderful treatments at some of the very top places in the UK. You've obviously got an amazing online presence. Your YouTube channel's fab, your Instagram's fab as well. So how did that transition happen from that initial training to, to where you are now? A lot of hard work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hours. Yeah. Uh, well, being totally honest, I when I did my beauty training, I was passionate about everything. And I spent years doing the tanning and the waxing and the traditional beauty. But I found myself as a single mum fairly early into my 20s. And I needed a way of earning an income. So 
I started being self-employed. I'd literally go round. I'd be, I pushed the buggy. One of them was in the buggy. The other one was walking by me. <clears throat> and I had a letter that I'd printed out to the lady of the house. And I, I'd printed a hundred of those and put them through the big houses in the mm. village and started literally going round and doing mini treatments for like 20 pounds, mm-hmm. um, you know, in people's houses. So Uh, from that I was learning from the people that I was meeting about other things that I might be able to do for them and you know knock it on a few years I ended up a part-time job for Lady Bamford in Mm. uh, the Hay Barn Spa I was introduced to more body work and so I then went off and learned pregnancy massage and baby massage and sports massage So that was other things while I was still working for her, I could still then do those kind of things privately on my private clients. I got geeky about skincare. I was finding that some of the brands I was working with within salons weren't probably treating the skin in the best way. Uh, So then I skipped off and spent a good six months training as a Dr. Hauschka esthetician. So all along the way, if I've learned something, I've always felt I need to learn more. And I've gone down those paths of learning more. Or if I've experienced customers and they, you know, if I was painting their nails and they're telling me about a tight neck or something, I've thought, oh, actually, there's something else I can do for this person. Or whether it was the place that I was working in, other practitioners that you're working alongside, I was always fascinated by their learnings and skills and we'd share and then maybe that might put me on another learning journey so for for a number of years whatever I earned I reinvested in myself with other future trainings I was I as a mum and a single parent I found myself on benefits I couldn't earn enough fully to, to kind of literally pay for, for the childcare. So I was in a bit of a stuck situation. So that's where whatever little I did earn, I would reinvest it in further training. So, but then, you know, it comes to a point where there was opportunities coming up in London and I was down in London a lot more. And I used to play on the fact that I was from the Cotswolds. Um, <laughs> but even though I was still on benefits in the Cotswolds, mm. nobody knew in London. Uh, and it got to the point of either I stopped this crazy commuting because I'm, I'm exhausted, I'm working 24-7 and still being a mum, or we move. So I upped sticks with the kids and moved to London uh, we literally turned up in a sheet trailer. Um, it's hilarious. So, but all along the way, I, I, you know, I've digressed slightly, but all along the way, where there's been an opportunity, whether it's through extra learning or a job opportunity, I always said yes to it. And I was always inquisitive. And to me, knowledge was power. And I think in my private life, I didn't feel very powerful because of the personal situation I I found myself in. So to me, that knowledge gave me purpose. It gave me, uh, yeah, strength of character, I suppose. And A, it was helping me get myself out of a, a personal situation. But B, I was then finding that clients and press quite like what I do. So it was both parts of those you know, growing, growing at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, that is, 
such an amazing story. And what I, I mean, I like so many parts of it, but one thing that I really like and really resonates with me actually as well is that determination at the beginning. Because I think it's so easy, particularly in this very internet and techie age that we live in, to think that the way people start a business is set up an Instagram account and start posting things. Whereas my journey is similar to yours. You know, going back 15 years ago, I had just recovered from a very, very chronic illness. I had absolutely no choice but to find a way to earn a living for myself, to um, make a business for myself. But also I had that huge, huge passion to help other people and to use my experience of what I've gone through. And back then I had no money to start a website. There was no such thing as social media. And I used to do a similar thing to you. I used to literally print out and I used to use my dad's computer. So whenever I went down to Plymouth, use my dad's computer and print out little business cards and little leaflets because I didn't have a printer myself and I didn't have the money to get professional leaflets printed. And I used to just walk around town and just give out people's leaflets about my relaxation and meditation classes that I was going to be teaching and put them through people's doors as well because I had no other way to reach people. And I think when you have that sort of start, you know, no other choice but to earn an income, a huge passion to help other people, but also you start a business or a career without any of the online presence that we have now, I think it really sets you up in a really grounded way. Does that make sense? It does. Um, mm. Oh, I've always got a soul sister here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely does. And it mm. makes you, it, it, I'm guessing you're the, it, it count your blessings. Yeah. Because I, I, it's always in the back of my head. You never know when it's not going to be there anymore. Yeah. And I've been interviewed before and they say, oh, when you're so successful, I don't feel successful. I still feel in the back of my head, there's always that I just need that little bit more safety net, that little bit. There's more people I want to be able to help. There's more. Maybe that is a true entrepreneur's mindset that there's always just that next, that next, that next. But yeah, counting your blessings. And I, I think from a therapist point of view, you never know who is going to walk through the door, what's going on in their lives whether it's health or personal, it's not suddenly that they're, you know, you're going to pour your heart out to them whatsoever. But whatever does come through your door, if you've been through some stuff yourself, there is more compassion that you can share beyond just the facial that I'm doing with them. Uh, so I, I, from the clients that have been with me for years, there is that friendship that you've built up. So I, I, bizarrely thank my journey that I've had because I think it gives me a different angle as a as a therapist and a and much like you as, as a voice on social media so but yeah I mean hey who'd have thought now of starting a brand without starting with an Instagram account I know <laughs> I know <laughs> Yeah, it, it just, just wasn't an option before. So. It wasn't an option. I mean, for years and years and years. And actually, I think probably 90% of people that, that follow what I do don't realise that I didn't start with all of that. You know, I probably ran a business of teaching yoga and meditation 
for, you know, for years and even the face yoga for years without even having a website, probably three, four years. I think maybe for the first year, I didn't even have an email account. I think I literally just had a phone and I would just call people. I would book people in for sessions. Um, and it took me years. I think, you know, I was I was in mainstream media appearing on sort of major TV shows, probably for I would say a decade before I even got onto social media. So I think it shows, even though social media is a big thing now, you can still reach people, you can still help people, whether it be locally or whether it be nationally, without social media. And I think that is an important message to bring across, particularly for people who are in the early stages of setting up a business. I think also that personal People like that personal, uh, even with those, you know, 100 letters that I printed out on the front of each of the envelopes, I hand wrote to the lady of the house. Yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's those little personal touches that I, I think in today's world, whatever industry you're in, people aren't necessarily just buying into, I want a facial or, you know, I want a yoga class or it's, th th there's a relationship with the person doing that. So, you know, they do become friends and I, I know, you know, followers on social media, uh, they do see you as someone that they can actually show you photos of their dog or yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. So I think that coming across as yourself and that personal touch is is a really, really important thing. I think, you know, I, I don't know about you, but there's probably been times in my career, especially early on, where I was just winging it and pretending that I was this lady from the Cotswolds. <laughs> um, I wasn't necessarily being truly authentic to myself, mm. but I think being authentic, particularly now, is essential and people like that that real that that they they can relate to you so yeah you know building a brand or a, a client list or, or whatever it might be that personal touch is 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 key to be honest absolutely so i'll tell you a funny story yeah go. So this was years ago i could tell you loads actually um <laughs> But I remember starting out and I, I think I'd just kind of moved the kids to, to London in a sheep trailer. Um, <laughs> and I thought, well, I'll, I'll just phone beauty desk in vogue and uh, see if I can get featured. That's how naive I was. Yeah. I don't know where I got the phone number from, <laughs> but I ended up being put through to the beauty desk. And, Hi, blah, 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 blah. I'm da 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 da. And I do this. And the response was just, well, do you have a PR agent? I was like, no. And she said, well, call back when you do and just hung up. It's like, okay, that's not how you do it. <laughs> so funny. Do you know, I used to do the same thing all the time and sometimes it worked. I mean, really? I used to, I mean, I was so naive with it, but I used to email the BBC and say, would you like to have me on teaching face yoga? <laughs> I mean, just Brilliant. literally email them. But the funniest thing is, is sometimes, I mean, maybe not with the BBC. I mean, I've been lucky that. I have been on it, but it's been through them contacting me. But actually, funnily enough, sometimes just sending a message through to, I don't know what magazine, you know, a fitness magazine or whatever it might be and saying that this is what I do. This is how I do it. And sometimes people do say yes. So there definitely is something in that just... Yeah. You know, if they say no, what have I lost? If they say exactly. yes, amazing. It, exactly. So again, it's kind of having that confidence that a little yeah. bit of balls to, <laughs> to go, okay, well, I'm just going to do this. Maybe not quite as naively as I did. I was going to go, what magazine's the best? Vogue. Yeah. 
I'm going to be both, the top one. If I'd have pitched it more woman and home, maybe I'd have got lucky. But, yeah. I love that. That's just amazing. <laughs> and uh, talking, sort of going back to um, sort of social media side of things, I'm sure like me, you get lots of DMs, lots of um, questions in your comments. And I imagine that we probably get very similar questions. What would you say is the most sort of frequently asked question? Probably about the face, I would imagine. What would you say is is the one that you hear the most? Uh, other than how old are you? Yeah, that's definitely. I get that all the time. <laughs> do you, yeah, I that that's definitely top of the list. I need a Wikipedia site just going Abigail James is, is and change it every year. She's yeah. this age. She's this age. Yes. Um, usually about skincare routine. Yeah. Probably. I don't know what product I do. It's usually product related. Mm-hmm. What's the best serum for aging skin? Yep. Or hi, I'm 42, blah, 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 blah. I've got this issue. What serum should I be using? Yeah. So it's usually product related. It can be acne related. Mm-hmm. I do get a lot of those. I do get quite a few that follow my massage tutorials on YouTube who then skip across to Instagram and they DM me on Instagram Mm -hmm. saying, hi, I've just started doing, how often should I do it? Will it overstretch my skin? What oil should I use? So those are the kind of things I regularly get asked. I can't reply. Do you reply to all of yours? Yes, I do. do. I do reply to all of them. I really try to do as many as I can. But I am really intrigued, actually. Do you have any favourite skincare products? If if that's a question that you get asked quite a lot, is there any sort of, do you have like a top three? Because I know you've probably tried pretty much everything out there. Do you have favourites? Oh, that's so tricky. I I kind of do, but it's not necessarily, oh, it's such a tricky question. I know. <laughs> because there's so many products out there mm-hmm. and I find it does change maybe throughout the year. And also I, I think maybe what my skin is doing, you know, a favourite product now would be very different to a favourite product, say, five years ago. Yeah. So let me think off the top of my head. I am currently loving the Oskia SPF 30. Okay. It's in a yellow tube. It's a mineral SPF. Yeah. Uh, it, and it, when you first put it on, it looks slightly whitish, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take much to rub it in. And I find it leaves just a really nice sheen and texture on the skin as well. So that is a... a current favorite mm-hmm. what else can I think of at the moment I'm a huge fan of a range called IS clinical okay it sounds clinical it, it, it is but it's 98% natural okay paraben free synthetic fragrance free but then then it's a medical range so it's it's pretty cool their cleansing complex is a brilliant cleanser so that's usually in my my kit that I come back to. I've probably got 20 cleansers that I dip in and out of, but that's that's a definite come back to. And then I do love a great face oil. Mm-hmm. I'm currently loving Damamiel. They uh, very kindly gifted me because they do seasonal oils. 
and they've sent me their summer face oil. So it's obviously oils and plants within the season from a holistic point of view. So that's quite a beautiful oil to use. So I do, hey, I've got retinols and vitamin C's and <laughs> all of that shebang. Yeah. But that's just three off the top of my head. I love that. That's amazing. And I'd probably say that the questions that I get asked the most, um, which I'd be really interested to to hear your opinions on, are about the neck area. So either the sort of turkey neck area or double chin. Now, when it comes to sort of the neck area, it's obviously quite a tricky area to work on. And my advice is usually quite holistic. So it's everything from lifestyle to posture, to wellness, to facial exercise, to massage, skincare for that sort of turkey neck area. And then when people ask about double chin, obviously the first thing I say to people is you can't spot reduce fat. So you can't start exercising and just burn the fat just around that sort of double chin area. But you can certainly tone muscle and you can use massage in that area. And again, products are going to help to to firm the skin, improve the texture of the skin. So I usually give answers that aren't sort of straightforward. There isn't just one thing to do. But I'd love to hear from you if you were asked about how to sort of tone, let's, let's, let's talk about the turkey neck area. What advice would you give? Firstly, with the neck area, there's a whole load of genetics involved as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to get the necklace lines, that is usually a little bit more genetic and in, in how you're going to age. There are certain massage moves and like you said, you know, yoga exercise moves. I obviously have a clinic and I have some technology. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and I love a bit of technology in combination with the holistic. I find radio frequency is really effective for tightening jaw, neck. You can use it just underneath the little fat pads, like you said, underneath the chin, Mm -hmm. that you can actually, with a skilled practitioner, use it on a slightly warmer heat, and then you get something called lipolysis, which is where you can actually get a fat reduction. Mm -hmm. But that's only with a skilled practitioner but radio frequency generally it heats tissue to stimulate new collagen production and tighten so if someone wanted a treatment it's working with your skin's and your body's own ability to heal itself you know it's not injecting anything or anything invasive from that point of view so that's probably the most effective treatment that I'm aware of. And then, yes, obviously applying products, getting some proper neck products involved. Mm. And yeah, combining it with, like you said, some of the massage and the, the face yoga moves. But I do find when we get to a certain age, it just starts going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. I don't know. How, how are you feeling about your neck at the moment? Um, well, I would say that I have to keep working on it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always try and come from a place of feeling gratitude for wherever it is and whatever age I'm at, because um, I think that mindset's a huge 
part of it. It's so easy to look in the mirror and just go, oh, well, that bit looks more lined than it should, or that bit's a bit looser than it should be. But I always try and come from a point of view, actually, I'm really privileged to be aging. I'm really privileged to be getting older because lots of people don't even have that privilege. So I'd say that that's the, the mindset I try and come from. I mean, obviously, I have mornings where I look in the mirror, and I think, oh my goodness, I look awful today, which is normal. Um, but I do try and understand, and this is something which I try and share with people as well, that how we think about ourselves, how we speak to ourselves is, is the first thing that we need to be doing. But I've seen some really great results, actually, from people doing some of my face yoga techniques for the neck. And actually, I, I usually recommend, you know, if they're doing it every day, so if you're keeping up regularly, that's absolutely key. So working with toning the muscle, um, working with massaging that area, I even like including a little bit of um, acupressure in that area too. And then thinking what we can do sort of holistically. So things like drinking water, reducing our sugar, caffeine and alcohol, all of these things I notice people get quicker results. Um, and I've seen people really tone that area up in a matter of weeks, actually, by doing the facial exercise, the massage, really looking at how they're speaking to themselves, water, slightly improved nutrition as well. And, you know, if people want to get sort of deeper into it, it's something which I love. I don't know if you use it, but I really love the rejuvenated collagen shots. Um, so just yes. working from the inside out, you know, because sometimes we could we can get too hung up on just just the skincare side of things. But what, what we do from the inside makes a difference too. Um, 100%. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. And like you said, I think I'm very much about the, the, the mental wellness and, and there's nothing more beautiful than a person who is confident. Yeah. You could have a creased face, yeah. but if you've got that confidence, you come across as beautiful yeah. um, and probably more beautiful than someone who's had a whole load of Botox and fillers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think confidence just radiates a an inner beauty that is, I don't know, you can't quite describe it. It's kind of like, well, she's got that je ne sais quoi. I don't know what it is. <laughs> exactly. But it is, it's exactly that, isn't it? It's completely yeah. that. And, you know, what I love about what you do, which is similar to what I try and share with people as well, is it is more than the face. So we give people lots of tips and techniques for the face. And it's great to be able to have a, a lovely technique, for example, to tone up the, the neck area. And yes, you can get results quickly with that. But if we can help people just feel better, then that's what really matters, isn't it? It is always, it's more than the face. I mean, that's the easiest way to describe it, I would say. Definitely. So on that, my mm. mother, she's uh, she's not with us anymore, unfortunately, but she she was glamorous. She, mm. she, you know, she was always the big dark glasses and a red lip and blonde hair. And she just got that glamorous about her. However... If I gifted her, I'd go round and give her skincare. Mm. She'd literally put it in the fridge and wouldn't use any of it. And she had a tub of E45 cream on the side. And yet she smoked like a trooper. She mm. drank. She sunbathed. And yes, the quality of her skin was not good at all. Mm. But she just got this confidence and sass about her. She could still turn heads at kind of 65 plus. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, if you, if she came in as a client and I was going to go, right, I'm treating your skin and everything, I'd have a lot, to, a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. But, but she just had this confidence about her. So yeah. that's, hey, maybe we, we need to bottle some confidence. Yes. That's I mean, the, it is. It is about that. And actually, to be honest, you know, having 
treatments and, um, you know, doing your face yoga and taking a bit of time for your massage. All of this does help boost confidence. So it is a sort of circle, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I said, do you get, I, you must get comments on social. The one I get the, the criticisms of my face <laughs> yeah. is the lines around my eyes. Yeah. And uh, I've had that for a good few years. And I must admit, initially, I was a little bit Ooh, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about that. Uh, and you can very easily, as you know, do a couple of swipes and put a filter over your face. Yeah. But I just thought that's not no. that's not the message I want to put out that we should be wanting to do that. Yeah. So I embrace the lines around my eyes. It's kind of part of how my face is aging. Yeah. It's 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 a real face. It's a smiley. It's a face that has smiled a lot. That's what it is. That's created these lines. And I think encouraging people to think along those lines. Did you recently see there's a post about Madonna? No. Uh, They were comparing her face now. How old is she now? I don't know. She must be in her 50s. I thought she might have been older. Maybe she is. Maybe she. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. so much work done and they were comparing her face to when she was you know rocking it in her 20s you almost can't recognize the face Mm. it's perfectly smooth which from a photo point of view is fine Mm -hmm. but there's no movement and there's no character and there's no it's kind of like a bit of a lost soul and I think that's what age and lines and a, you know that kind of thing gives to it, it gives you that character and personality and that's definitely to be embraced absolutely I completely agree and I always say about my own face you know I, I don't mind the happy lines so like you say the eye lines because you've been smiling or even even the nasal labial lines you know I, I do teach lots of techniques about how to soften those and reduce those but they, I think they show happiness. And I think if you can show happiness on your face, that's the best thing. The lines that I never, never particularly like are ones that come from stress. And that can even be a feeling mm. inside. So, you know, the tightness in the jaw that we can get or, you know, the, the deeper number 11 lines, those type of lines, I always... I would say that I my face yoga would focus more on those sort of lines than, than the happy lines. And I think that there's nothing wrong. Well, actually, there's nothing wrong with lines at all. And I think that that's a really, really important message to bring yeah. across. It's Absolutely. so easy at a glance to look at what we do and sort of say for people to think, well, actually, she's trying to say that you shouldn't have any lines or this is there's something wrong with, you know, we've even talked about the, the turkey neck area and what we can do for that area. There's actually nothing wrong with having lines on the neck or a bit of loose skin on the neck it's normal and the techniques that that we share and you know obviously I'm sort of speaking for you here as well but obviously you tell me in a minute how you feel but the techniques that we share are there to feel better to boost our confidence to have a really nice simple natural tool if we do want to smooth those lines a little bit but with that message that there's nothing wrong with aging yep absolutely like Mm. you said it's, it's a total privilege so yeah yeah, completely. That's amazing. And do you have a, a sort of a wellness routine that, that you do yourself? I do. I don't know whether I'd call it a routine. Mm. It's probably just what I do, I suppose, regularly. So, for example, breakfast in the morning, It's all, whether it's, you know, eggs, spinach, mushrooms, something healthy, uh, a whole load of grains and nuts and berries and things. So I... I start from the beginning of the day, whether it's a herbal tea in the morning and breakfast, if I can get out and walk the dog, 
or if I can find my yoga mat. I'm not doing that quite so much at the moment. I've uh, I've got a Peloton, which I've become obsessed oh. with. <laughs> um, so, but I think physical movement is essential on a daily basis. I see that as part of you could call it a wellness routine, but to me, it's just part of life yeah. as is eating healthy. Yes, I eat chocolate. Absolutely. And yes, I'll, you know, occasionally have a handful of biscuits with my cup of tea, <laughs> but, but it's finding the balance with it. I will always cleanse my face and do a massage of some sort in the morning on my face. Mm-hmm. I always apply my skincare serums, eye products, moisturizers, SPF every morning yeah, so healthy food, physical fitness, my morning routine. In the evening, I'm obviously always cleansing and, and putting on night products as well. At least twice a week, I will body brush. Mm-hmm. I will at least once a week do a cold bath. Mm-hmm. Cool, you're brave. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's painful while you're doing it, but yeah. afterwards, it, you just feel so energized. Yeah. Uh, I do take supplements, but to me, that's just how I live my life. Mm-hmm. I don't see it as a routine, but, but it, hey, it obviously is. I have created a routine yeah. without realising it. Yeah, that's, I mean, a fab routine. And what I'd love to um, finish with is just almost like a little quick fire round about um, some of your favourite things, if you're up for that. Okay, let's go. Amazing. Okay, so your favourite book. Ooh. Well, that's such a tricky one. I'm supposed to be quick fire here. <laughs> Is it love in the time of cholera? Oh, okay. Amazing. Okay. It's an old one. Nice. Your favourite okay. song? Um, It might have to be a Kings of Leon. Okay. Good. Actually, yeah. I can't think of an individual one, mm-hmm. but I, I love a bit of rock music. I yeah. love whacking up the music. So I'm just going to go Kings of Leon. Great band. Amazing. Um, Your favourite colour? blue nice your favorite crystal probably an amethyst lovely yeah great your favorite meditation or relaxation technique I'm really simple Mm -hmm. saying that I do love obviously sitting still I do kind of like to get my yoga mat out to to meditate cross legs hands on knees Mm -hmm. and I do like focusing on my third eye and the breathing in for the count of five and out for the count of eight and focusing on the breath. Um, But I also like humming. I find that bumblebee hum with your eyes closed. And if you also cover over your ears, I love getting that vibration in, in your head. I find it it just there's nothing else in your head yeah other than that vibration and i find that really really helpful to just empty the brain obviously if someone's walking past and sees you they must think what the <laughs> hell are you doing but disregard all of that and your favorite season i think i'm going to go spring mm, nice i love sunshine but i i don't like being hot yeah and being slightly menopausal, hotness is, is not a good thing. It's a regular thing <laughs> all year round. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the newness of, of spring. Lovely. Your favourite star sign? Uh, 
Well, I am a Taurus, so oh. I'm going to have to stay true to, to to being a Taurus. Yeah, and that's why you like spring, Taurus season. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, your favourite podcast to listen to? Oh, that's a tricky one. It might actually be, I think it's called My Father wrote a porno (laughs) i've heard about that one (laughs) which by the way for everyone it's not actually about porno (laughs) it's not it's not i'm I'm, you're probably expecting me to say some some well-being podcast no not at all alice levine is Mm. she's one of the ladies behind it and she's Mm. a client of mine i think she's also a radio one dj Mm. and her and a couple of her friends started this inadvertently and it's become this global phenomenon yeah so so there we go yeah amazing well this is gonna be a hard one your favorite beauty product oh i will go with a type Mm -hmm. rather than an individual good idea it's going to be a cleanser great yep your favorite happy place being by water yeah whether it's river or sea I just find being by moving water really calming clearing the mind yeah so actually if it was a happy place that I can access on a regular basis the bath <laughs> lovely that sounds yeah. great and finally your top tip for inner peace don't compare yourself to others mm. someone recently shared with me and it, it resonates with me because I'm I, I don't always have that inner peace at all. And I often feel imposter syndrome and not good enough. So I, I need I constantly have to work on this myself that there's other people around you, whether it's in your career or your personal life, that are going to be doing better than you or might appear to be doing better than you or further forwards in their career. I can often get down on myself. Mm. So accepting your strengths and your qualities. It was um, don't get too busy letting your ice lolly melt while you're counting the sprinkles on someone else's. Oh, that's good. I haven't heard that before. I love that. Amazing. And Abigail, if people want to get in contact with you, if they want to follow all the wonderful things you do online, how can they do that? They can... Find me on Instagram, Abigail James One. They can mm-hmm. find me on YouTube. I think I'm just Abigail James on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a blog, which is funnily enough called AbigailJames.com. <laughs> There's a theme here. There is a um, theme. There is a little bit of a theme. <laughs> I'm also on Pinterest, which mm-hmm. I'm quite enjoying, which I think that's Abigail James one and also on Facebook. So mm-hmm. Abigail James again. So right. quite just quite easily find me. Just look for um, Abigail James. There you go. Yeah, I'm not the guitarist. There's a classical guitarist called Abigail James as well. Interestingly. Um, that, yes. That's so interesting. There's a um, quite a well-known tennis player called Danielle Collins. So, um, a, yeah, it's quite interesting because people Google all the time Danielle Collins' age for my age. And it often brings up the Wikipedia page of Danielle Collins, the tennis player, who's something like 25. And then people, <laughs> and then people think, hang on a minute, I'm looking at this girl who's obviously nearly 39 and online it's saying she's 25 exactly hilarious anyway thank you abigail what an amazing guest you've been i really appreciate you being on the face over expert podcast today 
brilliant. It's been lovely. It's been great to chat. So we'll have to do it again. We'll have to do more Definitely. things together. Please do. Come on anytime. <laughs> So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.